Good morning and happy President's Day and welcome to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County and today I'll be joined by Rich Donegan, the Education Coordinator from the Historical Society. And our topic today will be the recent John T. and Mary A. Grant High School Local History Conference, which took place on February 14th. The Historical Society of Rockland County is a nonprofit educational institution and principal repository for original documents and artifacts relating to Rockland County. Our headquarters are a four acre site featuring a history museum and the 1832 Jacob Lawveld House, located at 20 Zucker Road in New City. We're listed on the National Register of Historic Places and a designated New York State path through history site. Part of our broad and challenging mission is to share the history of Rockland County with the public and we rely on financial support from membership and donations from people just like you. Right now we are in the middle of our annual appeal and we hope you will make a donation to help us preserve and share the history of Rockland County. Visit our website at rocklandhistory.org to learn more about how you can make a tax-deductible contribution. Today we will not be having any phone calls because this episode of Crossroads of Rockland History is pre-recorded. So at this time I'd like to welcome Rich Donegan. Thank you so much for being here on Crossroads of Rockland History. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. So before we begin to talk about the History Conference, please tell our listeners a little bit about your background. I came aboard with the Historical Society of Rockland County November of 2015, so I've been here for a little over a year, and I have uh, studied history in college. I have a bachelor's in his historical studies from the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey, and I pursued my master's studies through Kent State University's online program uh, specialized in museum studies. Now, I've worked in museums for uh, about seven or, seven or eight years. Most recently, before working here, I worked at the John J. Homestead in Katona, New York, and before that, I was out in Ohio at the Oberlin Heritage Center as an AmeriCorps member for two years. And prior to that, I was with the New Jersey State Archives. And uh, when I was fresh out of college, I did a couple summers down at my hometown in Cape May County at the museum there. So the High School Local History Conference took place last Tuesday, February 14th. So tell us a little bit about when the planning began for the conference. Sure. The planning for the conference that we just finished up actually began about the week that last year's conference ended, back in March 2016. But we really started to do heavier planning and, and heavier preparations, I'd say, last fall. And that's when myself, Dr. Larry Singer, and Judge Bill Sherwood, who are both trustees with Historical Society, we uh, all co-chair history conference, and we started to talk more in-depth about what we wanted to do with this year's history conference. And we also spoke with Executive Director Susan Deeks about this as well. How many students participated in the conference, and did they have to have any specific credentials to participate? This year's conference saw uh, 51 students and teachers attend, so we had uh, our student attendance was somewhere in, in the 40s. We opened up the age limits to all the high school students. So in previous years, we had uh, juniors, seniors only, or sophomores, juniors, and seniors only. This year, we allowed freshmen, younger students to take, or to take part as well. Beyond that, there were no credentials. The students were either volunteered when their teachers asked them to participate, uh, or they may have been um, handpicked by teachers in some cases. 
and what high schools participated in the conference. We invited all of the high schools in Rockland County to take part in this year's conference. This year we had uh, Albertus Magnus, Clarkstown North, Clarkstown South, Nanuet, North Rockland, Nyack, Pearl River, Suffern, and Tappan Zee High Schools all take part. So we've talked on this program about how pretty much any topic of uh, American history in the last 400 years can be tied to a Rockland County person, place, or event, whether it's commerce, industry, technology, transportation, immigration, assimilation, government, environment, major conflicts, the list goes on and on. So this year's conference really proved that, I think. And so tell our listeners a bit about how the topics were selected and what the topics were. Well, myself and the co-chairs, Larry and, and Bill, we we're trying to come up with not so much a unifying theme for this year, but a new way that the students could talk about Rockland history. And so we decided upon selecting certain dates of significance to Rockland County history, but also tying that to a larger national story. And tell us a little bit about what kinds of presentations the students make. All right, well, the students each uh, from each high school developed a presentation uh, PowerPoint or Google Slides, and in one case we had a Prezi presentation. Um, I won't go into too much detail about the difference amongst all those right now. But basically each student from each school uh, was able to talk for about a minute or so uh, about their particular topic. We gave a time limit of eight minutes for each presentation, and that really resulted in a very tight presentations, uh, very concise, and we saw in the students' presentations this year that they had a really good grasp of their topics, and they exhibited strong knowledge in what they were uh, presenting. We didn't allow for any audio or video in the presentations. Everything that we were supposed to be hearing was coming directly from the students' mouths, and the material in the presentations that was on the um, screen uh, behind them was just this to supplement what they were telling us. So they gave the presentations to the rest of the students in the audience, as well as some other guests. We had some, some dignitaries, uh, guests from, uh, within the local history community. We even had a few um, Nanuet Board of Education members. And we also had plenty of trustees from the Historical Society. So before we begin to talk specifically about presentations that the students made, Tell us a little bit about who addressed the students before they presented and briefly what they told the students. Well, the history conference this year, uh, like last year, was held at Rockland Community College. And opening the event was uh, Dr. Cliff Wood. He gave a, a greeting. We also had County Executive Ed Day, who, who gave a few remarks about uh, the importance of local history. Tony Earle, who is our county legislature chairman, Likewise, gave a few remarks. Alden Wolf, who's a member of the county legislature, was there. And Paul Pepperato, our county clerk, also addressed the students and congratulated them for being there. And uh, was very, they were all very supportive of the students uh, endeavoring to study local history. We had a keynote speaker from outside Rockland. She's the Orange County historian. Her name is Johanna Yawn. And Johanna was able to go a bit more into detail into how history can apply to our everyday lives. Johanna gave two examples of historic preservation within the Hudson Valley. 
and she made a very compelling case for keeping communities vigilant about preserving their own local history. You're listening to WRCR and Crossroads of Rockland History. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County, and today I'm speaking with Rich Donegan, the Education Coordinator from the Historical Society of Rockland County. And Rich was responsible for being one of the co-chairs of the recent John T. and Mary A. Grant High School Local History Conference. Again, today's program is pre-recorded, so we will not be having any phone calls. So let's go through some of the important dates that were chosen for the topics. And if you can tell us a little bit about how each school, were they given this list of dates and they got to choose? Tell us a little bit about how that came about, and then we'll start talking a little bit about the the actual dates themselves. Well, last fall when planning became greater interest to myself and the co-chairs, we were trying to come up with certain dates and topics in in local history that the students could uh, give presentations on. And uh, what we ended up doing was making a selection from a pretty large pool of dates. And we presented these dates to the teachers who represented the different high schools at a meeting we held last fall. And we gave the teachers these dates we said, take these topics to your students and you know, let them decide. You can talk it over with them and see what you think is best for you. Some teachers and students chose to pursue topics that reflected um, their, their communities, while others um, just may have chosen the topic because they didn't know anything about it and were interested in learning more. So I guess it's, let's just start maybe in chronological order. What was the earliest topic and what school presented? We did proceed chronologically through the conference. Uh, we thought that was the best way to go rather than any other way so we could kind of proceed through county history as we went through the different topics. So Suffern High School did the Battle of Stony Point and talked about its significance in the Revolution and American history. And uh, after that was Pearl River High School. And we jumped ahead a little over a year to September 1780. And uh, they covered a, a well-known story here in Rockland, which is about the meeting of uh, Major John Andre of the British Army and Benedict Arnold of the American Army. And they met right here in Rockland County in Haverstraw. And that's when Arnold planned to turn over West Point to the British. After them was Clarkstown North. And they talked about the DeWint House, which is in the south part of the county in in Tepan. And the DeWint House is the site of uh, George Washington's headquarters, one of many sites throughout the eastern seaboard for Washington's headquarters, and and one of three, I believe, within Rockland County. But they talked about the DeWint House as a site of Washington's headquarters, and also, and that was in 1780, and also in 1783, when Washington was there, and he discussed the uh, evacuation of loyalists and the British from New York City at the end of the Revolutionary War, and he discussed the evacuation with Sir Guy Carleton. Moving on from there, Nanuet High School presented on the Erie Railroad, and that was started in 1833 in the town of Piermont. After them was North Rockland High School. They talked about the Haverstraw landslide of January 1906. Then Tappan Zee High School discussed the opening of Camp Shanks in Orangeburg, which was the largest U.S. Army embarkation camp used during World War II. Then Clarkstown South covered the topic of the Historical Society of Rockland County. They talked about the founding of our very own Historical Society in 1965. 
after them was Nyack High School, and they talked about a not well-known topic throughout the rest of the nation, I would say, and that's the Gilchrist Road train crash, and that's in 1972. It's an unfortunate, terrible accident when a locomotive in Congress here in Rockland County collided with a school bus carrying well over 40 students one morning in March. Um, about five or six students died, and um, some 46 students were uh, seriously injured in that accident. And rounding out our topics was Albertus Magnus, and they presented on the Brinks truck robbery that, sh- that took place here in 1981, October 1981. It's worth noting that part of the instructions for the students was not to just give sort of a, a blow-by-blow recount of what happened at that event or that um, on that specific date. Tell us a little bit about how you asked them to add to their presentation so it wasn't just basically a recitation of facts. History is a lot more than just remembering dates and um, giving a sequential order of events. What we asked them to do was to think about ways that their event may have altered, changed, or had some sort of effect on American history or local history. The topic of the Gilchrist Road train crash done by the Nyack High School students, they presented ways in which, since then, uh, different safety measures um, have been passed by law within New York State. And they also proposed a few more changes that that should take place in regards to train and bus safety as, as separate issues. Another topic which touched on something similar was uh, Albertus Magnus in giving their presentation on the Brinks armed robbery. This was back in 1981, and so law enforcement was very, very different back then than it is now. There wasn't any sort of coordinated communications amongst um, the different police departments and state police, and so they they really teased that out in in their presentation and, and explained to us not just about the events of that day, and what led to them, uh, but they talked about how things changed because of that event happening right here in Rockland County. So I'm sure there were some dates that weren't chosen by the schools or the students or teachers. How did you handle those dates? At the end of the conference, Larry, Bill, and myself, that's the uh, the co-chairs for the conference, we took it on to explain other important dates in Rockland County history. And we did our own little PowerPoint presentations. It was very, very brief, though. It wasn't as extensive as the students did. But uh, these were other topics that we had, uh, were given to the students and teachers to talk about, and, and um, they weren't chosen by the students to, uh, to present on. So the other topics we, we had were 1609, when Henry Hudson sailed up the Hudson River, and he made the discovery for the European world, and he actually uh, provided the name for the town of Haverstraw. He named it Haverstrew for, uh, it looked like a place of oats or an oat field to him. It was actually a lot of cattails. So Larry Singer described that. Uh, I described the Orangetown resolutions from July 4th, 1774, and those were a series of resolutions by Orangetown residents, and they were basically affirming their kinship, their their brotherhood with Massachusetts and other colonies that were being punished by the Intolerable Acts passed by the British Parliament leading up to the Revolutionary War. Another topic that we covered 
at the end of the conference was done by Judge Bill Sherwood, and that was in 1798 when Rockland County actually broke off from Orange County. We became our own, our own county. So he gave some insight into that. And then I presented uh, very briefly on the Franklin community, which was in 1826. It was a short-lived Owenite type of commune that was established in what's now Haverstraw, group of about 60 people or so that were to uh, live and, and, and work together, but it fell apart after about six months, and it just reflects a, um, a wider trend that was taking place in our history at that time. Another topic that was covered at the end was done by Larry Singer, and that was the opening of the Tappan Zee Bridge, the original Tappan Zee Bridge, back in December of 1955. And uh, Larry was able to tie that in to what's going on now with the construction of the new Tappan Zee Bridge. And he uh, mentioned some of the tours that we take on a, a boat we charter. The Historical Society charters a boat to go down and, and take a look at the construction of the new bridge right alongside the old bridge. And finally, Judge Sherwood talked about the formation of the Rockland County Legislature in 1970 and the bringing about the County Executive's Office in 1986. So he really described very, very easily in plain English county government and how it was designed to uh, make it more effective and better represent the people within Rockland County. Well, it's an amazing group of topics. The students did a wonderful job, and I think it really does just drive home that point that there's a local history example for just about every single major historical topic, in, in certainly in any history class you would take. So it was a wonderful set of presentations all, all in all. So was there a competitive aspect or competitive nature to this at all? Yes, uh, we decided to bring back um, the element of voting and, and having a winner, so to speak, for, uh, the, for this year's conference. We didn't have it last year, and we brought it back for this year. What we did is all the students and teachers voted for whichever uh, presentation they thought was best, best presented their topic, best made the connection between uh, local and national history. The trustees of the Historical Society were also allowed to vote. We had one caveat, though. The students couldn't vote for their own presentation. We just didn't think that was quite fair. So we'd love to hear what the results were of the competition. Our top three finishers uh, were Suffern High School. They were in third place with uh, the Battle of Stony Point. Number two, second place, was Nanuet High School with their presentation of the Erie Railroad. And in first place was North Rockland with their presentation on the Haverstraw landslide. It was really hard. Personally, to choose a favorite, all presentations this year were, were fantastic, and we had a really great group of students. Are there other further opportunities for history students to go outside of the classroom after the conference ends? Yes, in the past, we've had and, and been told that some of the um, high school students were able to present to their respective boards of education. We know this year that's going to happen again with a few of the high schools. We've invited the top three finishers, uh, North Rockland, Nanuet, and Suffern, to present for our board, the Historical Society's board, at our uh, board meetings coming up in March. There's talk of having the top three finishers also present for um, different Rockland County social studies teachers as well. That's great. So if there are opportunities to for the public to see these presentations, we certainly would post that on our website, rocklandhistory.org, and our Facebook page, too. 
just to sort of round out the questions, why do you think that a conference like this is important for students today? That's a really good question. So much has changed in, in, in education nationally uh, since I was in high school. One of the things that has changed is um, Common Core and different learning standards. And uh, one of the things that I hear uh, throughout just within my circle of friends who are teachers and not just the, the teachers in Rockland County, uh, but I hear a lot of how the students and teachers are just driven to prepare for tests and then take those tests, get the scores, and then go on to prepare for the next test. So there's not a lot of learning uh, for the sake of really grasping what's at the heart of, of history, for example. And there's something missed, something lost when you just focus so much on preparing for tests. Uh, one of the things that you miss is going on field trips. And uh, field trips have really been cut across the board, not just as a result of Common Core or anything like that, but uh, because of bus funding. And um, we struggle, as do many other historical societies in, in smaller museums throughout the state and the country, in uh, getting a lot of field trips to us. And if the schools are going to go anywhere on a field trip, they're more likely to go to a big place in the city. Um, you can't blame them. Those are great, great museums in New York City, but we have plenty to offer here. So we're happy to engage our high school students, and this gives them an outlet to engage with local history. Um, I'm happy to say that I had uh, plenty of students from the different high schools come and meet with me personally in the months leading up to our uh, event. And they were able to come into our archives and do some research, and I was able to talk to them and uh, sort of um, get a feel for what they knew about their topics. And it was really, really enjoyable to work with the students and to be able to help them and help them form what it was they're trying to say because uh, they're entering a time in their lives where they're likely going to go into college and they're going to have to think uh, more critically about some problems and issues. And uh, it was really enjoyable uh, for me to, to have a small part in that. In your experience, what are some good methods to use to inform students about history and its impact on our lives today? My personal experience really says that being in a place where something significant happened for me, it's sort of engaging all the, all the senses. You're actually in the place. I mean, I get a lot out of reading books or articles, and sometimes I'm, I'm really intrigued to visit a place because of my reading, but um, everybody learns differently. But I really think being in a place where something happened, you really get a better feel for the event. That's great, and I think that was a common theme in, in the conference was just you know, recommending that if the students hadn't visited some of these sites like the Stony Point Battlefield or seen some of the old train stations that have been restored, you know, it really does help to, to actually physically go to some of these places. So, Rich, what's on tap for you now that the conference is over? Well, I'm going to continue my efforts to uh, provide some outreach uh, programs to all of our schools in the area. We have a long-standing program on the uh, Lenny Lenape Native Americans who lived in Rockland County, or the area now known as Rockland County, for hundreds of years, uh, well before Europeans made their appearance here. We also have a program based around the Blauvelt family and their experiences here in 19th century 
Rockland, as agriculture was dying out and the industrialization um, was beginning to be built up here. So I'll be continuing in my efforts in, in engaging students throughout the county uh, on with those programs. I'm also going to get back into um, helping out. We have a new exhibition we'll be putting up at the Historical Society's um, History Center Museum in this coming spring. So I'll be helping out with that and I'll also be finishing up an article I'm writing for South of the Mountains, our, our own our very own journal. Uh, it's going to be on Justice uh, Arthur Tompkins, who was a big power player in Rockland County politics in the early 1900s until his death in the 1930s. Well, it sounds like you're really busy. So we're out of time, and I want to let everybody know to keep in mind that all of the information that we discussed, as well as a recording of this broadcast, will be available at rocklandhistory.org. Rich Donegan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you will tune in to the next Crossroads of Rockland History on Monday, March 20th, right after the morning show at 9.30 a.m. My guest will be Liz McEnany, the executive director of the SS Columbia Project. The SS Columbia Project is an effort to restore and revive the Hudson River excursion steamboat experience. The boat is a National Historic Landmark and is currently being restored. Once it is restored, it will be a nonprofit cultural venue. Please tune in on Monday, March 20th, when we'll learn about this floating platform for arts, education, and entertainment connecting New York City to the Hudson Valley and how Rockland can fit into their plans. Please visit the Historical Society's website to find out about all of our wonderful upcoming events and programs, including our gala dinner honoring the Zugaby family, Al Magnata, and Walter Luther. We also have walks through history and history in our own backyard bus trips. Our web address is rocklandhistory.org, or of course you can call us at 845-634-9629. That's rocklandhistory.org or 845-634-9629. You can follow us on Facebook, where we have a growing group of fans and friends. You can follow us on Twitter, or we have our blog at Tumblr called the Rockland History Blog. Don't forget that many of our broadcasts are archived at rocklandhistory.org, so just go to our landing page and type radio programs in the search box. I'm Claire Sheridan. Thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com.